What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Wheel Life podcast powered by MX Store. It is October 18th, and I'm heading home from Willowbank Raceway just outside the Gold Coast of Australia. Man, what a day. Uh, we'll get into my day so far, but yeah, another podcast dropping today. You're, you're listening to it. Um, we're going to talk today a little bit about Wreckers and Checkers. Final episode today, we rode the 125s, the John O. Porter replica, and the Brett Metcalf replica out at Willowbank with Mick McDermott, Dylan O'Keefe, my gal Sydney, Nigel Heath, Gotti Streeter on lens, Kayo behind the camera, and Robbie Cedric Evans as well. So we had an amazing day. We missed Jenna. She has a torn ACL, so she wasn't able to ride. But man, what a day. We'll dive into that more. But before we do, let's give it up to the sponsors of the My Two Life podcast that make this all possible. First off, Rhino Power. Proud supporter of Rhino Power. Um, it's an amazing product. I use it daily. I use it every day as far as running, working out, training, recovery. The BCAAs, the recovery, the proteins, extremely clean. I have a sensitive gut, so I really rely on Rhino Power product to get me through help me recover and help my old ass kind of keep grinding. So, yeah, if you'd like uh, to get some of your Rhino Power yourself, use Sleater 15 at checkout for 15% off all Rhino Power product. And, of course, Intense Cycles, I'm a very proud global ambassador of Intense Cycles. Um, we just launched the Intense Cycles 29er Tracer today, a big mountain enduro bike, absolute weapon. We launched the Tracer 279 earlier in the year, and now the Tracer 29 has just dropped. So if you want to check it out, I suggest you do get over to IntentCycles.com, no matter whatever region you're in, if you have a peek and look. Um, we have stock. Stock is available. And if you're an XC guy like myself, man, we have an epic deal on Axis GX Componentry for a purchase of a primer. 275, Primer 29, Sniper or Sniper T. So take the expert build and build it up to it with an Axis derailleur, electronic shifter, worth value of $1,000. So thank you for Intense Cycles for backing this podcast. And use Sleater underscore 10 for 10% off your purchase. It's a huge, huge saving. So get over to Intense Cycles, get your Primer, get your free Axis, or get that new Tracer 29. And use that code SLEADER underscore 10 for 10% off that unit. Um, and also, of course, um, MX Store, p- proud part of that family there. Largest uh, range of parks and accessory, accessories in Australia. Guaranteed 2 p.m. promise. Environment, environmental friendly packaging. Some epic in-house brands. Great people. Amazing culture. Doing huge things for the support for the sport. And proud sponsor of this weekend's WSX in Melbourne, as well as the Oz Supercross Series and much more things. Um, today we're going to cover Red Bull Straight Rhythm, WSX, Conondale Classic, and the Wreckers and Checkers. So let's dive into it. First and foremost, straight into it, uh, WSX is in Melbourne. I am so excited. I head down tomorrow, fly out of Gold Coast with my boy Guy Streeter, um, the lead cinematographer at MX Store. And I get to go to Urban Surf Ranch to meet up with some of the world's best riders. Um, it's pretty surreal, to be honest. I get to meet up with some guys and, and gals that I haven't seen for a long time. Um, 
that have been uh, since I moved back here from the States. So really, really exciting to be able to get down and see a global uh, Supercross family. But, man, Kenny, Kenny's going to come back, come out firing, right? Um, he lost to Tomac at, at Cardiff. Um, and uh, he rode amazing at World uh, Straight Rhythm, but unfortunately had some some uh, bad starts with the wet weather. But before I get into that, yeah, World Supercross this weekend, so I'll fly down there tomorrow. Um, Connordale Classic. Uh, the Classic weekend was up in Connordale Raceway, one of the premier tracks in Queensland, maybe all of Australia. Epic dirt, epic, epic location. Amazing. Mick McDermott from 92 Decals MX Store went up there and uh, flew the flag for us. Um, Jenna Slavin as well. And a whole slew of riders. I think they had over 400 riders entered on amazing classic vintage style bikes that were all 20, uh, 25 years or older. So um, if you're in Australia and you haven't been to Classic, I suggest you do. It's on my bucket list. Um, there'll be some content dropping from MX Store soon on that weekend, so stay tuned for that. Um, and now into it. Red Bull Straight Rhythm. It broke the interwebs for the week, did it not? And it's still it's still delivering the goods. Um, wow. What a race. I was privy enough to uh, race Straight Rhythm one year. Um, on the two-stroke, I raced uh, by KTM R&D uh, 300 um, and had an absolute blast. I was scared as hell jumping off that drop, jumping off that drop off the first time, but I was able to qualify into the show, and I was up against Ryan Villapoto on that Chrome KX250, and he absolutely slaughtered me. But I can at least tell you guys, I do know what it's like. It's an amazing event from an amazing brand, as in Red Bull, um, that treat riders like royalty and give give us fans what we want to see: two strokes and great racing. So, man, it's a, it's an amazing event, and this year they just upped it, I think, tenfold teaming up with Roland Sands, and, and that is one of the premier bike builders in all of the world, um, the inventor of uh, um, the Super Single 450 dirt bike with the, the, with the fairings and R1 clips. Um, amazing style. He's a racer and rider himself. Um, Roland Sands, just a great brand, great bike builder. They've teamed up with him with his um, beach, Roland Sands Beach Classic, so they had some flat track, some Stasic activation, all sorts of stuff was happening in Huntington Beach on the beach. And to top it off, the world's best racers, pretty much, minus Tomac and a few others, racing two strokes for down the causeway in Huntington Beach. So, man, what can you say? Um, you know, it was an amazing weekend. Uh, and uh, let's jump straight into it, you know. It went like this. Dylan Woodcock versus Carson Brown, round one. Brown goes 2-0, knocks him out. Derek Kelly versus Dominic Thury on the solitary Motul bike. You know, I'm a big fan of Derek Kelly. I've mentioned him to him before. The guy has been grinding, came from, went to works, didn't like that, came back, reinvented himself, is racing Supercross now. Top 13, top 12 outdoor guys. Let's call it top 15 just for sake of doing it. Goes to the global Supercross, gets the top 10, comes home, and goes into the first round and beats Dominic Thury. AJ Catanzaro, blogger, vlogger, training coach, um, epic rider. He goes up against Lil Mo, a.k.a. Ryan Morris. And Morris goes 2-0 on, on uh, Catanzaro. Quite funny there. Catanzaro had some carb issues um, that he was dealing with on his bike. Um, 
because I think he's using the newer carb. That Honda he built is pretty epic. I suggest you go check out that Honda. He bought this bike from Italy where they take a CR, CR250F chassis, put a KTM engine in it, and the carb isn't known to be that great on the stock KTMs, and it just wouldn't run for him. And and um, long story short, I think they ended up with a PWK, older carb, got it going, but wasn't enough to get knocked out by Ryan Morris going 2-0. The next one is Josh Ruiz versus Andy Debrino. Not very privy of Debrino. Ruiz, another up-and-comer, super solid rider, um, riding for AEO KTM, the same as D Derek Kelly. Knocks him down. Derek Kelly goes 2-0. The round of two, um, Derek Kelly versus Carson Brown. Brown 2-0. Damn, dude, that's unlucky for Kelly to draw Brown. He's one of the champions in this 125 class from an earlier sugar than him. Um, but Josh Ruiz knocks out the veteran Ryan Morris. And maybe Ryan, uh, you know, he's on that 125-2023 fuel-injected bikes. And he mentioned that he uh, couldn't get over some of the jumps like the others because he didn't have a big bore or he wasn't on a 150. So... It's safe to say that Derek Kelly and Josh Freeze were running 144s, a.k.a. 150s, and Ryan was on an R&D KTM, fuel-injected KTM, but Ryan, as, it, as always, makes things look great. Um, he almost got him, but just kind of blew it that last round. So you have Derek Kelly and Josh Freeze going into the final, and Carson Brown just dominated going 2-0. Carson Brown is like, you know, one of these guys. He's built a platform by doing cool shit on Instagram. Riding really unique bikes, 85 super minis, small bore four strokes. He is the son of the founder of BBR, one of the founders of the mini bike craze. The guy's an epic engineer. Um, and these guys, you know, the, Carson Brown's proof in the pudding. I've said it once and I'll say it again. There isn't a certain path anymore. You don't have to be just a Loretta Lynn champion. Look at Jet Reynolds. Look at Matthew LeBlanc. Most Multiple riders... Riders have won multiple, multiple Redlands titles, Texas championships, GNCCs. Where's Jet Reynolds? Where's Matt LeBlanc? Matt LeBlanc just retired. All this, all this hype, all this money in these riders, and when it comes to putting the pen to the paper, it takes time. It takes development. Carson Brown has shown he's like a different path. He's got the following. He's got personality. And now he's, he's, he's getting better. He's, he's getting faster. He's getting more seasoned. So he is one of those riders. He was in Carter for WSX. WSX. He raced street rhythm and he wins 125. And now he's heading to Melbourne, Australia to race round two. So what a life, man. I mean, that's a life any young person would would, uh, would want. And it doesn't come without hard work and dedication and a whole lot of sacrifice. So congrats, Carson Brown. Moving on to the um, 250 class. Not 450, 250 two-show class. Also, big boars are allowed. Um, round one, Kevin Moran's, uh, Moran's versus Josh Hansen. H Hansen just put, wipes the floor with him, goes 2-0. Oh. But you know what? Moran's look good. But Hanny, this event's made for Hanny. Hanny just absolutely executed on his all-new Rockstar Husky fuel-injected 252 stroke. You can put that guy on a turn and it look good. But as always, um, Hansen dominating round one. Justin Hill versus Michael Lessie. We First off, great to see Justin Hill back. Man, um, I don't know where he went. Went in hiding. Uh, you know, former Lights champion on Pro Circuit. Went to JGR. And ever since that JGR Suzuki program, he's kind of just fell off the radar. Great to see Justin Hill back. He wipes the floor with Michael Lessie going 2-0. Oh. 
Robbie Wageman versus Plessinger. Plessinger, you know, in his uh, Thor one-off gear with an overall look and sick bike that replicated his dad's bike from when he rode for Factory KTM. He absolutely smashed it. But Robbie Wageman, epic two-stroke rider, great guy. He held his own. It wasn't enough. He went Plessinger swept swept it 2-0. Um, Marvin, Mus- Marvin Muscat and Josh Greco, Marvin straight up 2-0. Easy one. Cooper Webb versus Garen Stank, old Stank Dog, Webb 2-0. Um, and congrats to Stanky for proposing to his chick. I saw that on social. I think that's pretty cool. Um, the guy's a legend, man. He does things his way. I appreciate it. Um, I like his style. He's a damn good rider, and he always continues to reinvent himself. Um, not my not my cup of tea, not how I live, but I can definitely appreciate it, and I uh, – He's a good follow and phenomenal rider. So congrats on your engagement with your chick, dude. Um, uh, Nico Izzy and Justin Barshow. Nico Izzy is back. Um, if you haven't read um, or saw the interview with Swap Metal Live, Nico Izzy was one of the star-studded amateurs coming through for Factory Suzuki. And I think he was very open and transparent about his um, running with um, – pain pills and addiction, and I think it escalated to that. I don't know the details, but if you can find some information and some interviews about him, he talks, I think, goes into some detail, but stoked to see him back. Definitely off, not the level that Barsha is, um, but nonetheless, cool to see a guy um, tackle some demons and back racing. So Barsha goes 2-1 two, because he crossed the center line, so Izzy got some good track time and made it out of there safe. Austin Politelli and Chris Bloss. Politelli goes 2-0 on him. Roxon versus Devin Raper, 2-0. Um, and we got to see Roxon just looking oh so good. Round of two. This is a bummer one, man. Josh Hansen versus Justin Hill. Ugh. You wish you could have had a different matchup like Plessinger and Hill or Plessinger and Marv, but you got two guys, those free ride type guys, up against each other that were lightning fast and you know, Hanson ends up going 2-1 against Hill, but it was by the smallest margins. Stoked to see Hill back on that, you know, he's on that KTM Team Tedder Monster Energy Fast House ride. Looks good. Felt good, you can tell. Um, man, what's he going to do? I hope to see him I hope to see him back racing some more. Maybe Team Tedder next year. And definitely still has the speed and the style. But straight rhythm, obviously, giving guys like Justin Hill and Josh Hanson a, a place to uh, show their skill set. Next group, Marvin Muscan versus his teammate Aaron Plessinger. Marvin pretty much waxes the floor with him, goes 2-0. Um, that's, that can't feel good for, for Plessinger, right? Um, Justin Barsha versus Cooper Webb. Um, dude, Cooper looks better than he did last year. He looks thinner. He looks happy. But that isn't his cup of tea, man. He's not a cinder. He's a, he's a, he's a calculated, precise rider, and Barsha's not. Let's just put it that way. Um, they're both equally effective at times, um, but in over a stretch, a long series, 25 laps, 30 plus two, the Cooper Webb style tends to usually win, and on paper it shows it does. But when you're talking no stri- no turns, one time, uh, two runs, yeah, Justin Marshall Flair ended up getting him. So Marshall went 2-0 against Cooper Webb, and that had to sting because Cooper hates to lose. And Ken Roxon versus Austin Politelli. Roxon went 2-0, but Politelli, man. That guy's got some skills. Big dude, strong, fast. He makes his. He always makes it known that he's good. Local, local California guy. Um, he ended up going. Uh, 
he made he 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 didn't just he didn't embarrass himself. So that's off the to Politelli. Now we jump into round three. Marvin Muscan versus Josh Hansen. Hansen goes two zero, dude. Um, I'm sorry, Marvin goes two zero, but Hansen gave it a run and kind of you know gave everything he had until the last one. He realized he didn't have it. Um, and then uh, yeah, so Marvin moves on to the final. Ken Roxon versus Justin Barsha. Hey guys. This is the rod, this is the group that broke the internet when they hit that tunnel jump and Kenny just cranks a flatty, scrubs that thing like James Stewart would have. And Barsh is not known for doing dead sailors, let's let that be known. And he absolutely owned Barsha and made the highlight reel and showed everyone how badass he is. Some um, you know, Ken Roxon goes two overs Barsha and puts him into the bracket for the uh, to race for third. Third place, Josh and Barsha versus Josh Hansen. That was a close one. 2-1. And uh, I think Hanny was pissed. He doesn't like to lose. But, I mean, look at this. You got a guy with a lifestyle rider who supports some testing from Husky, but overall just play rides. And he's giving guys like Justin Barsha and Marvin Muskan fit. So hats off, Josh Hansen. I know you're, you're creeping up on 40. You got a, a daughter that's about 11 now, 10. I mean, dude, you're a family man. You are a bad dude, and you shouldn't hang your head with that fourth place. And Justin Barsha, your bike looks sick. Gas, gas might be a bit of a, a favor on that. Your gear, his TLD kit look good, always tight and fresh. And, uh, yeah, podium for Barsha. His first ever Red Bull straight rhythm, um, and he, he made it good. Going in the final, Ken Roxon versus Marvin Muscan. And this is where it got this is kind of a bummer. It started to rain. And, and I say rain, like a heavy enough mist kind of rain that it made that great start like ice. And it just rattled Kenny a little bit, and it got him off the back foot. And Marvin is, Marvin ends up going 2-0 versus Kenny and gets another championship, Red Bull Street Rhythm Championship. Um, all the while, Kenny breaks the internet by how he's riding. Um, Marvin, you're a bad dude. Kenny, you're a bad dude. But I want to dive into the way that Kenny did this. Kenny Roxon has been a factory rider for since he's 15 years old, essentially 14 years old. He just recently, you know, doesn't re-sign with factory Honda. Colt Nichols ends up getting the call, which is epic. He races WSX for a, a satellite team out of Australia. He comes home from Cardiff, Wales, and races a Whiskey Throttle Media, which is David Pingree's media company, which is really rad. And is working with uh, Schneike, one of the longtime mechanics over there, formerly at Geico, and Mitch Payton at Bones Bacon. He's got a VW Bus Force hospitality rig. He's got style. He's got custom one-off gear, throwback kit. You know, they, they buy suspension off Tony Alessi for this Pro Circuit A kit stuff. And, dude, they go out and are racing factory-tuned bikes. And to have that mindset with Kenny to be able to go, yeah, dude, I'm just going to ride – and we know Mitch's team knows what they're doing, but getting comfortable being uncomfortable did not seem to be a problem. He seemed happy. Um, it's a bummer that they didn't get the race dry. You know, you can kind of see he was upset. He hasn't won something in a long time. But, you know, like he said it best. At the end of the day, Kenny said, it's a bummer it rained. But it's the same for Marvin. So Marvin was the better guy when it came to racing. But 
My takeaway was is Marvin is insane at Red Bull Street Rhythm. Of course. Never been beaten. Ken Roxon, I'm seeing speed, style. He's got flair. He seems happy. What's next? Where does he go? Crazy interesting. Right now, he's on a flight to Australia. I'm going to see him tomorrow. We're going to surf Urban, urban uh, Surf Ranch, and I'll be able to give you an, a little bit of an update how that went. So that's pretty rad. So look for that WSX update and how Surf Ranch goes. Maybe I can catch up with Kenny, Justin Brayton, and all those guys. But overall, wow, what an event. Um, yeah. Moving on. Wreckers the Checkers, final episode. We just wrapped up filming it. I got to ride the Brett Metcalf YOT Yamaha with the GYTR kit, you know, other bits and pieces. Nigel Heap did an amazing job building it. Um, and I also got to ride the John Porter RM125 by McNett, was built by uh, Dylan O'Keefe, Jenna Slavin, and kind of led by um, Mr. 92 himself, Mick McDermott. And um, uh, Willow Banks, a track just west of the Gold Coast, um, kind of central Brizzy and, and the Goldie. And um, it, it wasn't prepped very well today. They were expecting some rain, but they were very cool to let us go out there. So thanks to the guys at Willow Bank for allowing our team at MX Florida to come out and ride these things. Um, what an amazing day. Um, you know, everyone knows I love a two-stroke. I love riding. But to see these bikes, how they transformed, right? The way they transformed these bikes, um, the bike that, that I spotted for, for Nigel and Sydney to build was the biggest heap of crap. There was nothing left of it. It felt like by the time Nigel was done, there was nothing left, pretty much. Cases were broken. I mean, we got all new shit. The, stay tuned for the overall cost of the bike because it's crazy expensive. Um, so you'll understand that, but the bike felt brand new. Um, it was so good to ride. Charlie Costanza did the suspension and it, he's a guy out of the Gold Coast and, and it was epic. He used to work at Geico and Dan Reardon and man, Charlie does some amazing work on suspension. And if you're looking for suspension in Australia, Charlie's a, uh, a very hard worker, um, good at his craft. So I recommend Costanza. Um, for your for all your suspension needs and uh, you know that Yamaha was so easy to ride. Um, I can't give too much details, but um, stay tuned for the episode to drop this later this week. And I'll uh, look at my socials where I'll put a link on my story. Uh, Mick McDermott, Dylan Keith, and Jenna Slavin's um, JP replica. Um, what more to say? It was the finished product aesthetically was good. Um, we raced them head to head. We did lap times. And, um, man, uh, it was sick. It was a great day. I, uh, really enjoyed, um, myself out there today. Um, uh, feels good to ride. I haven't ridden moto since Coulomb where I was able to win the Masters, um, Australia National Championship on a 450. But this has got me fired up. And this is why it has. I've been on my Gas Gas MC125 and it's got the Makuni carb, right? And the bike that we built, for the YOT replica, we put a le electron carburetor on it. And I can tell you right now, I'm going to be ordering one. That thing was absolutely amazing. I had a twisted development YZ125. Um, one of that I brought here to Australia that ran phenomenal. Um, but there was something about this electron carb. It was like it was fuel injected. I've never ridden them before. Just hadn't had the opportunity. 
And for those that are thinking about it, I highly recommend it. If you're not a, a tuning wizard, the things run unreal with it. That was such a great addition to this motor. Yes, the GYTR kit, it's got um, GYTR125 kit's got the cylinder head, port of barrel, ignition. Um, it's got a pipe and silencer. It's really Gucci. Um, they don't offer it in the States, but they do in Europe and in Australia and in Japan, obviously. It's a great kit. Um, that, that Yamaha made some great horsepower, but the electron carbon itself made the bike so rideable, so fun. Um, it was, it was, it was a joy. It was an absolute joy to ride. So, uh, MXRP did the suspension and the motor on, uh, McMax bike and they did a little sneaky sneaky they did a big bore 134 nothing and I was surprised how it ran man it ran so good um up top and mid but he the carb wasn't wasn't what it needed to be it was real rich down low we kind of struggled with the carbs and one thing I can tell you it, you know a lot of retro builds a lot of people are vapor blasting everything that's alloy and from my history and don't quote me on this but don't vapor blast your carbs, guys. There's, you know, there's material that gets into places that you can't find it. My brother-in-law, Andrew Rudin, had a carb that was vapor blasted. Couldn't figure out the gremlins. Our Yamaha, why we had to get electron carb, we vapor blasted our carb to make it look fresh and brand new. We couldn't get it to run, right? Um, we went Micmac. I don't know if they vapor blasted their carb. They might have, but they just couldn't get it to run down low. So maybe there's something there. But I think his might have been a slide or needle um, change, and that thing will get ripping. But um, that was my first time on an RM125, and I had a blast. MXRP did a great job on the suspension as well um, on that bike. It had a good balance, good feel. He did the motor, um, and the fit and finish on that bike was impeccable. So stay tuned for the next episode, and you'll find out who is the winner of this series. Um, we put a lot of hard work in this, especially the film and media crew. Um, Kyle, Guy Streeter, and Robbie Cedric Evans, they absolutely crushed it. Um, the digital team, the MX Works, pushing the product. Um, thank you, guys. It's been one hell of a journey on Season 2 of Records and Checkers. If you haven't seen it, get over to YouTube. Check it out. Um, Records and Checkers. Um, search that. We just had our show in Shine. Um, that, that episode went live last week. You can see that. Um, Amazing journey, meeting a lot of good people um, in the moto community. But yeah, that's it, guys. I'm driving. Like I said, I'm driving home from uh, from Willowbank. Got that moto moto bug, get the blood flowing, and I'm heading home to the the family. Ashton is uh, my youngest now. Is just over two weeks old. Can't believe it. Seems like it's gone forever, but also very slow. He's shitting shit fountains. He's Sleeping good, he's sleeping bad, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, Mason's been riding a couple times on moto, and uh, Noah's crushing life as always, doing Noah things. Um, but one thing I want to share with you, and, and this is interesting, right? So Noah's the kid that has got more talent. That's my middle child now. Soccer, dance, coordination, skill, style. But he's not one for two wheels. He doesn't want to crash. He's just, he's just not into it. But... So I feel a little bit um, bad at times. I, you know, I'm posting photos of Mason jumping his bike, and no, it's I, you know you can't encapsulate you can't capture soccer and other stuff as as good.
but it, 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 my son Noah, my middle one, you know, his TikToks, his personality, unreal, right? It's just unreal. Um, but Mason wanted to go into this downhill park called Boomerang Farm on the Gold Coast, and he. It's it's kind of gnarly. I heard I haven't been there in a long time, like seven years. When I was over here for a vacation, um, long time ago, before we moved to Australia, and it's a shuttle shuttle based shuttle based uh, um, park. You can ride a pedal bike up it, but it's a mean climb. It's obviously it's a downhill park. But I was uh, fortunate enough to take my Intense Cycles Taser, which is at 38 mil fork, 170 mil travel. EPA motor, and man, that thing zips you right up the hill. Um, I had an absolute blast going up and down that hill, but let me just tell you, this place is built so incredible, but the, some of the jumps on there, I'm not kidding you. I've ridden Big Bear, I've ridden Snow Summit, I've ridden other bike parks, but I've never ridden the Rotorua or New Zealand or Europe on bike park stuff, but I'm telling you, some of the shit that's on this bike park is insane right it is the drops were so big and mason and his friend are going up and down on the shuttles having a blast mason rides the intense sniper t um it's 120 mil um it's a perfect bike for an 11 year old you can ride in cross country or and it's slack enough to just send some enduro stuff for him but man this riding mountain bikes with them is almost more scary than moto and some of you guys might agree or disagree but there's this pretty big double, and I'm like, he's like, I want to jump and get a photo. And I brought my camera bag, and I was just being mini dad or camera dad and shooting some stuff and having some fun. And I'm like, dude, you sure you got that thing? Like, be careful, be careful. And he comes off this first table in this step up double and just throws the meanest style. So um, I put it up on my story, like, man, when the kids say, you have to let your kids say, yeah, I got this. And that's hard, right? Like, trusting that your kids, like, got it. I'm like, does he have it? Does he need my help? Should I tell him to do this? And at what point do you just got to let them go? And, um, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't jump halfway. He had to go the full distance. Um, and he most certainly did. He went the whole way, made it stylish, had fun, and continued to chase me down the hill. I would... You know, I'm not one for shuttles. I don't like standing in lines. I don't like sitting in a bus. I don't like the smelly shit that goes along with shuttles. So for me to be able to be on a taser and ripping up and down the hill while he shuttled, that only saved me money so I have to buy a shuttle pass. It just buy a bike park pass. But allowed him to be his friend without dab. So we had a great day. I came home. Um, this, this was on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I had an absolute great day. And uh, Mason will be going down to Melbourne with his uh, – his nanny and poppy on Thursday to meet me to watch some supercross racing. Well, Noah, the legend he is, he'll be staying at home with his mom and, and son and, you know, supporting. And it's all this new balance that, that you know, this is us, as they'd say. This leader's party of five. Um, just really stoked, man. Like, a lot going on with MX Door and Tents and Rhino Power and two wheels and new ba- newborns and a kid getting back from injury and a kid that's excelling in soccer and making sure my wife gets what she needs and making sure that I get what I need. So, you know, that's what I'm going to leave with a little something. I'm trying to get, you know, every, every podcast, leave you guys with a little something and a little something this week is 
make time for you. Make time for yourself, you know? I'm enjoying those 40-minute walks with the wife, pushing the stroller around. But having that little bit of time today and communicating with her that I just need some time for myself, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get those endorphins going, that fills my cup. I don't want to... I don't want to have an empty cup. I don't want to upset her. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to resent her for not having my thing. And it's up to me to communicate with her of what I need to fill my cup and allow my, my hobbies or whatever I'm doing to do that. So we're doing it. It, it. You know, we're married, you know, 13 years now, 14 years. Shit, I don't even know. I'm, she, if she listens to this podcast, she'll laugh because, yeah, I think it's 14 years. That takes four, it takes a long time to learn how to communicate when things aren't and you need more, not just acting like it's good. So that's it, folks. We covered some cool stuff. I'm excited for Melbourne Supercross, as you can tell. I'm excited for everyone to see the, the Wreckers and Checkers final, one of the final episodes where we ride these bikes. Um, and thanks to the crew at Red Bull Straight Rhythm um, for putting on one hell of event. Jerry Mallet, you're amazing. Um, I'm wondering if uh, Donnie Emler, the mayor of Huntington, is still still uh, sweating out Coors Lights. But once again, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of My Two Life. I hope you enjoyed my jargon. I certainly did. I'm uh, almost home. Um, I'm doing this on a, a mobile device with a new uh, style to see how it works. So. So until then, next episode, we'll cover WSX, what it was, what it wasn't, other cool things, and uh, talk to you later, folks. Peace.